Welcome to Busy House Happy Home, where you can ask Charlie your home dilemmas and I will help you along with my expert friends so your busy house becomes a happy home. Welcome to Busy House Happy Home. I've got Theodore back on the podcast. I thought it would be really great to chat to him just before Christmas, just before it gets really, really, really crazy. Um, I thought it'd be fun to join us um, having having a conversation about all things Christmas. Theodore, welcome. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. (laughs) Exactly. Happy Christmas. Um, oh my goodness, it's good to um, to have you back. And I thought it would just be fun to chat. All things kind of getting organized, keeping it all in perspective, all of that stuff. Because I don't know if you're feeling it, but this year it seems to have come around super, super quickly. And I think maybe that's because Christmas Day is on a Monday, which means that we have less time, I think. I don't know. Absolutely. We're used to having sort of like the week and then it's on some odd weekend vibe or like the other side and it does kind of mess it up. I also think that at least being on Instagram, Christmas started in September. (laughs) Didn't it? (laughs) It really did. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. When do you start getting Christmassy? Like, how early do you start getting organized? When I was doing regular YouTube videos, I did it before Thanksgiving because I had things I needed to film. And so for creators, it always is a little bit earlier. However, this year, we did put our tree up because we were traveling for Thanksgiving so that we came back and that was done. Mm -hmm. So I start start right, right before, right after Thanksgiving. And I... I just am okay with not respecting the calendar. I know there's sort of like two camps. Mm -hmm. There are camps that want to decorate their whole house for fall and then boom, it's Christmas. And then there's people that kind of let one bleed into the other. And I'm definitely the latter. Yeah. 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 I think I'm just really, (laughs) you're not going to be surprised. Traditional. So, I mean, normally like before I did what I'm currently doing, we wouldn't decorate until December, anything. And like the first weekend of December, when the children had broken out from school, we would get the tree and we would decorate it on the Sunday evening, like late afternoon. As soon as it got dark at like 4 p.m., we'd get the Christmas lights out and we'd put the music on and we'd all decorate. But now, because of what I do, it has got earlier and earlier. But then I have to eke it out because I'm old fashioned. I do like the 12 days of Christmas. So it doesn't come down till the new year. So you don't want everything dead and like looking awful. So that's quite tricky that you then sometimes have to do things twice. Like I've already made two front door reads to look. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You are, your level of commitment is awe inspiring I use so much artificial stuff I'm thinking of going that way yeah Yeah. a lot but it's high quality actually my aunt owned this darling little store in uh Illinois and it was actually it's called Fezziwig's Marketplace your lovely aunt that I met when I came to yes aunt Ellen aunt Ellen 
And uh, Charles Dickens actually visited her town on his tour through America. Wow. And that's why, she, that's why she named her shop that. Okay. And she would fly me out and we would do Christmas decorating classes for her customers. Amazing. And through that, I discovered the world of high quality artificial pieces. And these are not found in your big box stores. And it's, it's absolutely stunning, stunning things. And they're quite versatile. I've moved a few times recently and I've used different things in different areas and let's say it's like a pick or something like that I might put it in a bundle and it's over in a basket this year and then next year it's turned into garland or something like that Mm so I'm a big proponent of using a mixture as well because you could use artificial and fresh yes I think if the base of my wreath was artificial and I could just add bits into it that would make life so much easier I broach the subject of having um a fake christmas tree with the family a couple of years ago and it went down literally like a lead balloon oh wow impressed at all because we have this thing we all go and choose the tree and it's at our friend's farm and it's cut down and it's brought into the house and it's really stressful trying to put it up and cut bits off it to fit it and it's a whole performance and um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't go down well. I thought it would make life a lot easier, but no, nobody agreed. We all have our different traditions that we hold dear, yeah. and obviously that's one for them. I mean, that sounds really idyllic. Like, of course, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. However, yeah, it is, and it's a lovely thing for that we do and have always done. But maybe doing some a faux base of a wreath is is the way forward, and maybe for the table too. Well, since you and I are the chief decorating officers of our households, that's why we we want to make things consistent, and we're always looking for efficiencies as well. Yeah. So I would have done the same thing. I did real tree only one year, and it was when we lived in New York City. Yeah. And truth be told, everyone, you're gonna laugh. We had a storage unit just because I brought my Christmas decorations. <laughs> I mean, it was basically Christmas decorations. And we did do the real tree up a fourth floor walk up. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I had to carry it up and down myself because Matt was working so much. Yeah. And it was very pretty. And, you know, it smelled nice and all of that. But I don't miss it personally. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're lucky because we put, in fact, I've actually got two now. Um, We always had one, but now we have two. We have one in the kitchen because I look at it all all the time and it's really pretty. And then we've got the main one in the drawing room and I shut the door and we we use it basically for 10 days, that room over Christmas. Okay. And so I haven't been to that room. You know, you haven't been to that room, but you will no. when you come and stay next. We, we, yes. didn't, we didn't have time for a house tour when you came to stay. We were busy. No, we were, we busy. were, we were, we're rolling up our <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. But you will have the house tour next time. And um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so we use that. That room basically comes into its own at Christmas. Simon uses it every day. And it was my office, but it's quite cold. 
and um it's it's quite a big space and it's very formal you know so it's it's not like a cozy room I prefer to hang out in the kitchen so I've got a second tree in there which which works really well um I have a kitchen tree as well but it's actually just for the kitchen and so I had two trees in one room essentially when it was at Gingham Cottage it's a tiny little like two and a half foot tree but I think it's gonna have to expand I think we're gonna go to like four feet because my mom actually her business is she sells vintage Christmas decorations and so she's sort of my Christmas expert she knows everything about like Christmas decorations. It's insane. And she bought me several years ago, a rotating Christmas tree base. Oh, wow. Which would only work for artificial. And it was great. However, it would always lean in one spot. So it would turn and be perfect. And then it would hit this one spot and it would cut a list to the right and then it would write itself. And we just thought that that's the way it was. And she realized that because our trees were so tall, we needed Uh, a different base. Yeah. So she bought me this year the right base. Oh, it's heaven. Because I have it all on a remote. So you just pop down, you wake up in the morning and you click it and the tree is on and it slightly turns ever so slightly. So you get to see the whole tree. It's so magical. It picks up little different sparkles. I'm obsessed. So now I have another tree base that rotates. So I want to do a shorter tree for that. Okay, perfect. Oh, I like the sound of this. I, I want to see footage, please. Yes, I'll send you yes. something. Um, And uh, that's amazing that your mum does that. How long has she been doing? she's been doing it i think about five years she started small and it's it's exploded i've i've flown my mom lives in nashville tennessee and i've flown out a couple times to help her sell she does like these beautiful high-end markets and it's so can i come to you one yeah please absolutely oh my gosh you would love it it's so fun nashville's fun anyway but this my mom's little workshop is fun and it's really sweet because everybody comes to the booth and they say, oh my gosh, that my grandmother had that on her tree yeah. or we always had these growing up. And so it's really nostalgic and sweet and people tell stories and they're buying a Santa mug. And it's, it's so special because you do realize there's so much meaning wrapped up in what we do. And that really does, you know, circle back to your family wanting that real tree experience because it's not about the tree for them. It's about the yeah, experience. It's about the whole thing. And it's about mm-hmm. us having a ridiculous argument about who's going to saw which bit off <laughs> in the base. <laughs> it always, you know, it's it's a whole thing. It's not like plain sailing and perfectly pretty. There are a few ugly moments uh, at, at times when I shriek at Simon for chopping the wrong branch off. <laughs> oh well and and decorating your house for christmas it looks like a bomb went off until it doesn't i mean i i was vacuuming the ceiling i think basically yeah. to clean yeah. it all up and it that just made me think of you know in this we i feel like every year we're like oh this crazy time we're living through it just it just doesn't seem to get any uh any simpler what's so nice about decorating your home for the holidays is the tradition, is the pause, is the, no matter what is going on in the world, you know, COVID, war, all the things that could be happening, 
you're still going to pull out that bin and find those cherished ornaments or your grandmother's favorite ceramic Christmas tree light. And it just brings you back to a time of purity and joy and happiness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think, um, I was feeling really stressed yesterday because I had so much to do and I was feeling overwhelmed and I woke up in the night slightly panicking with, oh my God, how am I going to do what I've got to do? And I woke up this morning still a bit panicky and then I was like, do you know what? You can only do what you can do. If you're stressed, you're going to be, it's going to slow you down and you'll be less productive. So if there are things that you just can't do, it doesn't matter let it go, just pull yourself together, basically. I gave myself a pep talk. And I think sometimes we need to. And it's like, what is this all about? Why am I doing this? And for me, having like a happy atmosphere in the house is far more important than everything being perfect and everything being done. And if the pigs and blankets haven't happened, then it doesn't matter. I completely agree. And people like you and I pile on and pile on and the lists get longer because it's all of the elements of what we love cooking, decorating, entertaining gifts, wrapping. It's, it's a pile on it's, it's a, it's a, it's just sort of like too much of a good thing really. Yeah. Yeah. And and we we kind of become voracious and we don't know where to stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you then just sometimes have to crack. And so you yes. do so because I think we're overachievers. For sure. <laughs> On speed. And, <laughs> and so sometimes I, we do have to just re- like stay in the moment and and keep it real. And I have to ask you because I think a lot of the listeners out there might be feeling the same way. So much of why I do what I do is because I love it. I'm not doing it to impress anyone. I absolutely want to create a feeling. At the same time, I will stand there and fluff some garland for as long as it takes to get it right. But that's kind of meditative to me. I'm not doing it because I want to win the Better Homes and Gardens decoration contest. It's not yeah. a contest. It's just okay. fun. Yeah. And what we love to do. And, Absolutely. and making, it, making it look lovely and, you know, homemade and home cooked. And yeah. But I think. I've been doing. Oh, go ahead. No, you go, Karen. You've been doing. I've been doing a lot of entertaining this this month and it's been very relaxed, not formal. I mean, literally we had friends were like, it's a pajama party. And they just came over and we did dinner and they walked in and they just lit up inside and were so excited to see things and ask questions and absorb it all. And this is probably the most relaxed year because I had just moved, meaning relaxed, meaning you're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, this is not going to be I'm feeling this year as well. Like I had... A crazy October and November that didn't go to plan at all. And I've got, I literally am a month behind. And last night I was panicking 
And last week I was panicking and I've just been like, do you know what? I'm taking that off the list. I'm taking that off the list. Don't stress about it. You can only do what you can do. Keep it real. Let's just roll with this because it's too late to change anything. And just put put your best foot forward and crack on. To that end, after doing this for so many years, which you and I both have, I think it's really also easy to forget how fast, efficient, and good you really just are because you're experienced. This yeah. is not our first holiday. No. Now, what would you say to those people that are listening that it is their first time hosting Christmas? Oh, I love that question. This is, so they're going to be listening to this like days, oh. days in advance. What advice have you got for them? I'm going to back up a teensy bit and then get into they have days. They have days. So if it's your first holiday and you're hosting, this is what I did. And it was the best advice. I have to be honest. My first tree that I did with my husband was the first time I ever did a tree because I was always traveling back home for the holidays, right? So it's the first time, I think it was our first time in our in our house in Gingham Cottage. I called up all my grandparents and my mom and I said, can you please send me a few ornaments? Mm-hmm. And those ornaments are my most cherished possessions I'm so glad that I did that because I've lost grandparents since people have moved since people purge things. And it really started me out set up for success as far as having little pieces and parts of my childhood in the holiday. Yeah. So that's sort of my little decor tip as far as entertaining goes in your days before the biggest thing I can say is make sure that you have all of your larder sorted. Make sure you have a big container of heavy cream. Make sure you have extra butter in the freezer, things like that, because they will save you just so much. If you have certain ingredients, extra eggs, because you'll find yourself sort of wanting to make a last minute frittata or someone, you know, you're, watching a Christmas movie and you decide you want to whip up a batch of cookies, having a well-stocked kitchen that's a little bit over full really for me sets me up for success. And same thing with alcohol and wine, because, you know, the party's going, you're having fun, whatever the party is, it could just be even an evening at home. If you have a little Bailey's, if you have a little Fernet, you know, digestif, if you have a little extra something special, you know, several bottles of champagne on reserve, it just helps you to not have to stop the momentum because you forgot something. So really preparing uh, and and giving yourself a little extra is my tip. What's yours? Yeah, I know. I think that's really good advice. I think to actually just sit down and work out how many people what you're eating and just plan your menu and like even if you've planned it in advance just go through and go through all the all the items like you know veg sides things like that and just check 
that you have got everything. So you're not in a panic of, oh my goodness, I forgot to buy the sprouts or we don't have potatoes. Just take the time, half an hour, just to go through and just double check. Again, so like you being prepared, but just go through each meal and try and work out numbers of how many people you've got when as well so you can just try and work out quantities so you know you might have two for breakfast or you might have some people staying the night just plan and work out who's going to be where and what you're eating I completely agree with that and I want to add one thing that I learned in culinary school there is so much that you can make ahead and even freeze if you really think about it and if you're not sure of course you can look it up but your freezer is your friend during yeah. the holidays. And I remember one year I made sticky toffee pudding and froze it. Yeah. And it I, was brilliant. I freeze everything. Um, yeah. Pretty much everything apart from the meat. And actually I did a, a Zoom with my members club of how to make Christmas pudding. Um, it's just about getting getting organized, getting ahead as much as you possibly can. So you can actually enjoy the time and I think my other top tip is if it's the first time you're hosting or you're apprehensive about hosting and you want everything to be perfect your guests are going to remember if it's been an enjoyable Christmas and if there's been a happy atmosphere they don't want they want you to be enjoying it, not stressed out that everything's not perfect and that you are you don't actually have the time to sit down and be with them. They'll remember if you're not there, if you're not president because you're flapping about everything trying to be perfect. Does that make sense? You and need- we've all been there. Yes. <laughs> you're not alone. I'm, I, when you said flapping, I'm like, oh my gosh, my wings are tired just thinking of it. <laughs> I've been that person. <laughs> That's yeah. like a Tasmanian devil swirling around. And yeah. And that's, that's an enjoyable experience for your guests. It's a horror. It is. It is. And it's it, it's really due to a lack of planning. Yeah. It always comes down to that. Yeah. Just as much as did you plan for a self-serve bar? Did yeah. you plan also to, generally speaking, at least in my experience, people always say, what can I do? And I think I even talked about this in an article or something once. If you know your friends, make sure that you use the right people for the right task. Yeah. Don't don't get in a rut or don't get in a situation where you're, oh, I can do everything. Listen, the person that knows food, yes, would you mind taking these out in five minutes, set a timer. The person who knows nothing, would you mind picking up some ice on the way? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's really important. We're going to some friends for New Year and they're really kindly hosting lots of us. And I said to her, she's a really good friend. I was like, please delegate to all of us. We all want to help. It's not fair that you're doing it all because it's too much. Please delegate. And um, last week she sent out a message Um, And she literally has done that. She's like, yeah, you definitely can't cook. You're on balloons. (laughs) Charlie, you're on puddings for everybody. You're on main course. You know, she just delegated, but really sensibly. Like she knows her friends. She knows who can do what. And she's given us all jobs that we're comfortable with. 
and it will be you know a great evening I have a funny for you that I'm going to add into this one. I remember, oh God, this was 10 years ago. And this was just a dinner party, not the holidays. But my friend, uh, he said, oh, what can I bring? I said, you know, can you bring some wine? Uh, We're having roast chicken, this and that. Right. So he showed up with like two giant bottles of barefoot wine from you know, 7-Eleven, like just terrible wine. And this person, you know, was, he could have afforded to buy like a normal, like anything you and I would like. And so the next time I had him over, (laughs) I said, actually, yeah, I'll have you do the wine. Go to this shop. I've already talked to Susan and she's pulled three bottles that will go with this meal. And what a gift to him because he knows that he doesn't have to think about it. Yeah. What a gift to us because we get a really beautiful pairing. Yeah. And it's not that I'm asking the person to spend more money. It's I'm realizing this isn't your thing. So I'm going to let you help, but also make sure that it fits the vibe. Yeah. And yeah. And really and it's make drinkable and enjoyable. Yes. That you can yes. and enjoy with the food rather than ooh. It's yeah, like take all the questions. Take all the questions out of it, right? Yeah. And it's, it's about the, making easy. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think get your guests involved. Like toss them a tea towel. Throw them the rubber gloves and say, come on, help. Um, well, that's something that I have always said, and I swear I could write a whole book on it. I don't work here. This is my home. I don't work here. Yeah. You are welcome as a guest. Yeah. But unless you have a full-time staff. Yeah. You don't work here. And I agree with you. And your guests feel actually more part of the process. And I've had some of my best conversations with humans in the world over drying dishes. Definitely me too. Definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Do not second guess yourself with that. Give yourself that gift. uh, Your friends, your family, if you're the one that's doing all the cooking, all the clearing, all the washing up, and you fall into bed late and everybody's, I don't know, playing games next door, drinking, having fun, and you're slaving away. No, you need to get everybody and say, come on, everybody clear the table. Come on, let's help. Um, I have a little, and having little kind of like lines built in, one of mine is, okay, let's go to the soft stuff, meaning yes. we're going to go sit on the sofa around the yeah. fire. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that's the cue. And of course, there's more formal ways of doing that if you're if you're that kind of a host, but I don't think that's really what we're talking about here. And also too, from the planning perspective, make sure you have enough tea towels ready make sure you have backups for dishwashing detergent and and uh and you know all that sponges you don't want to you don't want to miss out on help because you don't have the right things that's another little tip that i think a lot of first timers won't think about uh you and i wouldn't be peeling potatoes while a party's happening but if you're doing one of those things where like let's say there's a sports game on and people are coming while you're prepping certain things yeah. I have four potato peelers. 
I have two sets of measuring everything. Yeah. I have two paring knives, two chef's knives, multiple cutting boards. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if someone really is help. needing yeah. to help, you're not sort of standing there with the only knife. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's about being prepared. And I love the toweling tea towels that actually dry things rather than like I love linen tea towels to maybe put over a you know like to cover something or for for polishing glasses but I love the toweling tea towels for actually drying out because they're absorbent um the other ones just get wet like one saucepan and it's useless oh I'm absolutely I have the big I call them flower sack towels which are the very thin ones I use those for glasses yeah and then I have the more absorbent ones and I fold them all neatly like little soldiers in the drawer me too so they're ready I to go you and I can talk about different types of tea towels <laughs> I love our friendship <laughs> oh my gosh absolutely and I buy like a new set of them every year or two because they just inevitably get stained I usually um uh, I'll soak them. Another little tip with that is I love OxyClean. Uh, do you guys use Ox? You call it something else, it's like oxygen bleach, the powder. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, what vanish? Yes, the powder. Yeah. So yeah. I've worked in the UK a bunch, so I know like fairy, and I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I, I was working with someone, and they said, "Oh, are you marigolding?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I got to learn all the Robert all the gloves. lingo. I love it. But I have, so I have these little um, tubs and there's just a little white tub. And then what I do is I'll put a little scoop of Vanish or OxyClean or whatever with some warm water ready to go in my laundry room so that you just take and throw your linens in there to soak overnight. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, and then the next morning good. you're done. Those yeah. little things that you can think of ahead of time just to like, have a, a landing spot for whatever you need to sort of like shuffle along yeah. and actually with white napkins I always soak them before they go in the washing machine because once you've washed them you wash the stains in you have absolutely to them. and I love a white linen napkin but oh my husband is actually the worst I'm like oh my god what have you done to it <laughs> I know, right? You're like, did you yeah. just clean the bathroom with this? What's going yeah. on? How is that possible? <laughs> it's so funny. Actually, my friend is staying here and I looked over and I was like, how is one of my workout towels in the kitchen with like, <laughs> with like a pot and pan sitting on top of it? Like, they don't even look the same. Okay. <laughs> and actually, that's a really good point. You have to let things go. Oh, yeah. So if somebody is trying to help and using the wrong thing for the wrong thing, unless it's a big deal, you just have to breathe and be like, it's okay. They're helping. They're trying. Let it go. Yes. I do quite a lot of, and actually sometimes I will go outside and just stand on the doorstep, count to 10, maybe 50, depending how my stress levels are, cool down a little bit and then come in and just be like, it's fine. Let it go. Um, I do find I'm singing that song, Let It Go, quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> pour, your, yeah. pour yourself some fresh bubbles. Yes. <laughs> Get after it. 
and let it go. Totally. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I was just thinking of another first timer things. We're just sort of like riffing on this, but a, a sort of amateur move is to turn your oven on and you don't realize there's like a big crumb in the bottom and then your whole house smells like burnt toast. Yeah. Make sure I have a self-cleaning oven. Take the racks out, run the self-cleaning cycle. If especially this is coming out, you know, maybe like five days before-ish of of the holiday. Clean your oven. Yeah. Clean your oven. Yeah, that's really good advice. And actually make sure that everything's working. Um mm-hmm. properly. We've I had a I, I'm having a slight moment today. I've not got stressed about it. My kitchen sink is blocked. Mm. Properly blocked. Um, and my plunger isn't working on it. So I um, have contacted the plumbers because I have enough time to contact them now and get them to come and check it out. Don't leave things to the last minute and then call somebody out. So just check everything's working properly and get mm-hmm. it fixed. This is good call a bit late when you're listening to this, but for next year, um, like I don't want my kitchen sink to not be draining over no. the day period. Absolutely no way. I mean, nightmare. so um, I'm, I'm attending to that. It's so funny you say that. I literally was just at Gingham Cottage, our house in LA yesterday. We were doing a maintenance day. And it's funny because my husband doesn't understand anything about this. He does not understand homes and home maintenance like I do. And I've we've been renting the house for almost two, over two years. And I said, babe, I need a maintenance day. I need a deep clean day. I need to check the filters. I need to do this. I need to do that. And literally I was there and I was cleaning the filter of the dishwasher. I took the little plunger thing out of the bathroom sink and it had Mm -hmm. it looked like a cat's tail i almost died cleaned it all out but Mm -hmm. all of those little maintenancey things are so incredibly important especially when you have a house full yeah yeah babe yeah it is so get on it so it's possibly a little bit late when everybody's listening to this for that but um yeah (laughs) yeah so what are you doing this Christmas? This Christmas for me is going to be pretty quiet. Matt and I will do Christmas Eve probably by ourselves here at our house in Palm Springs. And then his mom and his stepdad come on Christmas morning, Christmas Day. They'll be here on at like by like 2 p.m. And so we'll do the whole dinner and all of that actually what's funny is for years i always did like a british themed christmas dinner for years and years and years so i actually don't have a menu planned yet but i've been cooking up a storm all month uh like tomorrow i'm gonna do some red wine braised short ribs and swiss chard and horseradish Mm -hmm. potatoes and I like, I love rich things like that during the holidays. Uh, So we're going to be a small group. I have a surprise that I'm surprising my friends. We're going to go see it's called Canadian brass and they're all like trumpet players and horns and things. Uh, We're going to go see that next weekend. So lots of like holiday things. How about you? You're going to have the house full. We're going to have the house full. Everybody's home. Um, We are, I'm not cooking on christmas day we're going to friends which is such a treat um and it will be really fun for the children because there's lots of kids their age so um that will be really good 
so it's actually quite relaxed um yeah and i i'm just going with the flow and just trying to enjoy it but i'm I've planned and cooked quite a lot of meals for the freezer so it's full so I can just pull out you know like a chili and a lasagna and a this and a that because the children are permanently hungry three teenagers constantly eating so there's lots of things I can just pull out and enjoy their time and go and do things I want to go and we're going to the theatre. I want to go to the cinema and see the new Wonka movie. Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen it. It hasn't come out in the States yet. It comes out this it's, week, I think. It's a really good reviews. Everyone's really saying good. it's great. So I'm excited about seeing that. And yeah, it's just going to be a nice family chilled out time, which is good. I'm looking forward to it. I love that. It's so it's fun to think about, time. especially because you have kids. It's so fun to think about how it changes every year because they're older. Whereas, you know, when they're younger and they're little, you probably wanted to keep it small. And now like this year, you're like, oh my gosh, thank God they're all going to have like people to entertain them. (laughs) The parents can have some bubbles and a couple of laughs on their own. And they can go off and have fun and enjoy being with their friends. And it's funny how it changes from them being tiny to actually you know, being able to enjoy stuff with us. Like we can all sit down and watch a movie that we can all enjoy rather than watching, I don't know, Shrek for the right time or whatever it is, Frozen. <laughs> Frozen yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so it's it's fun. They're at a, like a great age. It's enjoyable. Um, yeah. But they're still excited and we still, you know, do stockings and all of all of that stuff in the same way. My answer to everything is if you don't believe, you don't receive. And we just, you know, carry on. So they, you know, it's fun. I love that. I love that. Now you've got me reminding myself I haven't gotten stocking stuffers yet. <laughs> Quick. You need to do that. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. This has been so lovely chatting. Thank you for coming coming back oh my gosh it's my pleasure and especially christmas i can talk about christmas forever yeah likewise likewise but i think um i i I thought it would be fun just to have like a nice chatty episode for everybody just as they're like doing their final preparations and getting organized Um, wrapping gifts finishing laundry ironing napkins (laughs) yeah all of that stuff yeah oh Theodore thank you so much for coming and chatting and I'm really looking forward to seeing you in the new year yes I'll be there soon I'm so excited and wishing everybody a very very happy Christmas and new year and I will be back with Busy House Happy Home in January and in the meantime I'm sending lots of love to you all and to you Theodore over in Palm Springs thank you bye Bye. I want to take this opportunity to thank you, my lovely listeners, for tuning into my podcast and wishing you a very, very happy Christmas and a wonderful new year. And I'm looking forward to being back with you in 2024. Now, in the meantime, if you would like to come and chat to me for my podcast, please do get in touch. Charlie at askcharlie.how or if there's people that you would like me to interview, do please get in touch with me. I love hearing from you and thank you very much.
I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast. If you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button. It helps other people know that we exist and I would be so grateful of that. And leave me a review. The more subscribers we have, the more episodes I can put on for you. So please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button.